Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is designed to help in drawing near to God through reading God's Word and then applying its truths to our lives. If I can be of assistance to you, feel free to reach out to me through my email address in the description section of this podcast. During the week Jesus was to be crucified, he taught the people daily in the temple. During this time, Jesus was confronted by Jewish religious leaders, and he was direct with his responses. Today on Drawing Near, Jesus continues his response to one such confrontation. Let's take our Bibles and turn to Luke chapter 20 as we study the wicked vine dressers. And as we prepare for today's study, let's pray together. Father in heaven, we give thanks to you for your grace and your mercy toward us. We thank you, Father, that even in this parable that we look at today, you clearly reach out to your people, your creation, over and over and over again. We are reminded that it is your will that none should perish, but all come to repentance. But Father, we also know that at some point your justice reigns supreme. Your grace and mercy gives way to your justice, as those who reject your grace and mercy suffer the consequences of their own condemnation, the rebellion against you. Father, help us to be those who love you, who worship you, who serve you faithfully, who receive your messengers, and Father, who are your messengers. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. As we begin today, let's read the entire parable in Luke chapter 20, beginning in verse 9. Then he began to tell the people this parable. A certain man planted a vineyard, leased it to the vine dressers, and went into a far country for a long time. Now at vintage time, he sent a servant to the vine dressers that they might give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. But the vine dressers beat him and sent him away empty-handed. Again he sent another servant, and they beat him also, treated him shamefully, and sent him away empty-handed. And again he sent a third, and they wounded him also, and cast him out. Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Probably they will respect him when they see him. But when the vine dressers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do to them? He will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. And when they heard it, they said, Certainly not. This parable directly confronts the Jewish religious leaders, the high priest, the temple priest, the Pharisees, and the scribes. He does this in an open confrontation that he did not cause. They were confronting him. They were challenging him as he was teaching in the temple. And so Jesus, after already dealing with part of their confrontation, continues this parable. And as he does so, he talks about a certain man who owns a vineyard. This man who owns the vineyard represents God the Father. God the Father owns everything. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mine. He is creator of all things, and as creator, he is the owner of all things. That means that you and I own nothing. We are simply stewards of all that belongs to God. We didn't come into this world with anything. We will not leave this world with anything except what we've done in relationship to God's grace and mercy, his revelation of himself. That's all we will take out of this world. That should give us some sense of value 
as to all of the things around us. The only thing that really truly matters is our relationship with God. The certain one who planted a vineyard, who created everything, leased it to vine dressers. In this parable, he's talking specifically to the Jewish people. He leased it. He didn't give it to them. It wasn't theirs. They worked it for the man who owned the vineyard. And he went into a far country for a long time. This is the idea of God being in heaven. But God is not an absentee owner. God is directly involved. He's sovereign over all of his creation. So don't take that out of this parable. There's distance between the vine dressers. It's kind of an out of sight, out of mind kind of thing. Now, God should never be out of our sight or out of our mind. But sometimes that is the case with us as flesh and blood creatures. It says, now at vintage time, when it was time for the owner of the vineyard to get something back from his vineyard, he sent a servant to the vine dressers so that they might give him some of the fruit of the vineyard. It was his. He didn't want all of the fruit. He wanted some of the fruit. But rather than give him what belonged to him, the vine dressers beat the servant and sent him away empty-handed. They do this again with another servant, and they do it again with a third. These servants that are sent by the owner of the vineyard are the prophets. The Jews were notorious for ignoring the prophets. Jeremiah was considered a weeping prophet. Over and over again, they would come, but the people would not listen. If you would like to see a glimpse of this, just look at how many times Moses, in taking the children of Israel out of Egypt, calls them to worship and obey God, and they commit to doing it, but they never do it. The thing that the Jews and all of us owe to God is our worship and our service. We are to glorify him and exalt him. He owns it all. He has blessed us with so much. And we are to give a tithe back to him. We are to give offerings back to him. We are to worship him. We are to praise him. We are to live for him. We are to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. They failed to do this. They failed to recognize that God was the one who owned it. They failed to realize that they were simply stewards of God, and they took possession of it and ignored the prophets. They did what was right in their own minds. We're told in verse 13, Then the owner of the vineyard said, What shall I do? I will send my beloved son. Probably they will respect him when they see him. Now that translation is kind of strange to me. In no way, shape, or form does God assume that sending his son is going to do something different. God knew that Jesus was to be crucified. God foreordained that Jesus was to be crucified, that he would bear our sins and our transgressions, that for our iniquities he would be bruised and wounded. But in this parable, Jesus is saying, so he sends his beloved son. Maybe they'll listen to him. But when the vine dressers saw him, they reasoned among themselves, saying, this is the heir. Come, let's kill him that the inheritance may be ours. So they cast him out of the vineyard and killed him. This is Jesus Christ. He's telling this parable during the very week in which this is going to take place. The Jews could not comprehend that they were going to kill the Messiah. Even the religious leaders didn't comprehend that they were going to kill the Messiah. They didn't recognize Jesus as the Messiah. They did not recognize him as the Son of God. And even if they did, even vaguely, their jealousy, their envy, they refused to let go of what they had, just like in this parable. 
At the end of verse 15, it says, Therefore, what will the owner of the vineyard do to them? Will they become the heir? (laughs) Will they own the vineyard? It says he will come and destroy those vine dressers and give the vineyard to others. Now, this is an important part of this whole parable. There is judgment for the Jews, those wicked vine dressers, and the vineyard that's given to others refers to the Gentiles who are going to have an opportunity to receive the gospel and be saved. That's an amazing thing. Even during the week of his crucifixion, Jesus is telling them in this parable that the Jews are going to be judged and the gospel, the vineyard, is going to be given to Gentiles. The last part of verse 16, and when they heard it, they said, certainly not. Certainly not, it won't be given to the Gentiles. Certainly not, it won't be given to others. Or certainly not, they wouldn't do all of this. They wouldn't kill the son. I believe that's what they're responding to, that they certainly would not be the ones who would reject the servants and kill the son. And yet that's exactly what they did. Later on, we're told that the Pharisees and the scribes The religious leaders knew that Jesus spoke this parable against them. They couldn't believe that they were about to do what they were about to do. Peter rejected the idea of denying Christ. He denied Christ three times, but he swore he would never do it. We need to be faithful to the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to faithfully, daily, moment by moment, give to God what he is due, our love, our devotion, our worship in every form that we can. We need to recognize he is the sovereign king, and we are simply his subjects, and yet he so lavished his love upon us. We need to worship him for that, not just simply serve him or acknowledge him. Father in heaven, help us to be wise. Help us to be discerning. Help us not to be blinded by our own pride or our own sense of theology. Help us, Father, to see these things as you desire us to see these things, and open our eyes concerning ourselves. We desire to be faithful. Help us not to be deceived by ourselves or by Satan or by the world, but help us to faithfully acknowledge your truth, acknowledge your revelation of yourself in your word, through your spirit, in your Son, and worship you fully. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City based on the truth that if we will draw near to God, He will draw near to us.